0: Hey, this is Dale Calvert. I'd like to welcome you to this session of the No Fluff Network Marketing Leadership Development Podcast. I'm excited to have you with us. The title of this session, this episode is the Network Marketing Leadership Whirlpool. The Network Marketing Leadership Whirlpool. I think you're going to find this very valuable, especially those of you that are full-time in the profession you know, you're building your teams, you're, you're moving forward, trying to move forward, trying to help people grow, learn, develop, become all they can become within this business model. I'm excited for you. Uh, I can tell you right now that today is probably the, one of the most exciting times uh, for me on, in my network marketing journey uh, that I can recall. In many many years I believe for the first time I was telling someone earlier today on the phone that there's a spark of hope Uh, and really the first time I personally felt that uh, at the level that I'm feeling it right now in at least 20 years and this has been really an unbelievable unbelievable uh, week personally for me Uh, just a lot of stuff going on a lot of things that don't really mean a whole lot individually, but when you link them all together, it's just like the the stars are really starting to line up and you know the revoked is beginning. Uh, and you know more and more people just calling out the foo-poo dust that they're hearing. Uh, and you know there's a lot of people that really, really understand that at this point in time in history, the network marketing, profession, business model has to return to our roots of personal development, personal growth, build people, people build the business. Uh, and it's an exciting, exciting times. Uh, a lot of things going on, I just want to cover a couple. Uh, you know, my my uncle, Uncle Leo in Stamping Ground, Kentucky passed this past week. Uh, he was 86 years old. Uh, very unique man, one of a kind, and I appreciate him so much because as a child he really challenged me to think uh, about everything. It's I mean, I can remember going back. He said, why are, you, why are you a catcher, Dale? You're not very good. When I was playing baseball, you're not very big. You're a lot faster. You should be playing shortstop or center field or something. Why, why do they have you as catcher? But I love being a catcher. And you know, so, but, but he made me think and sometimes maybe he was trying to get my goat, but he never, he didn't cause he didn't, he didn't know where it was tied. He he was one of those people that kind of liked to get people's goats, which I appreciated that about him, honestly, but he was a, a very unique man and you know, he always challenged me, challenged how I was thinking about things. You know, he was living in central Kentucky and was a Louisville fan, which just aggravated everybody around him, especially me. You know, Louisville is our arch energy, our, our arch energy, our arch enemy. Uh, so, you know, we would always uh, brag on each other regarding basketball, during basketball season, but he will be missed greatly. I was not able to go to the funeral because I already had a event Booked in Oklahoma City. I just got back from Oklahoma City. And while I was there, actually prior to leaving, I heard, I got the news from Ron Henley. He said, Dale, did you hear that Rich DeVos had, had passed away? And <clears throat> Rich DeVos, everybody listening to this podcast, we owe a lot to Amway and the the, the path that they paved paid for this industry. If you've not read the book, Compassionate Capitalism, uh, I bought it the week it came out. I've read it multiple times over the years. I, I was looking today. I couldn't believe it. You can get the hardback edition uh, on Amazon. I think it was $1.25, $1. seventy-five. It should be part of everybody's library. Uh, if you have not heard the Tribute to reach the Boss, that Ron Henley and John Fleming, Larry Thompson, and Taylor Thompson did. You've got to watch that. It's so important. This plays into everything that I want to talk about, share with you guys today. Uh, we have put it on our Facebook page. You can go to Ron Henley's page or go to my page at Dale Calvert. Uh, what is it? Facebook.com forward slash Dale Calvert page and it'll be the video will be cockeyed on the page, but they get it turned around and <laughs> they they get it turned around and it's smooth operation. But the content and the ideas that they share, I wish everybody within this profession could really listen to, to, to uh, what they brought up, uh, John and Larry and, and Ron and, and what they talked about because it's so critical right now and some of us understand how critical it is for this profession you know I I, I got on this tangent you know back in 1999 or so when I are when I did network marketing as a scam and I was just encouraging people with that audio program we got to return to our roots of personal growth personal development build people people build the business and though many of you I know that listeners podcasts have gone through the re-release of that with a lot of more information, it's a free course uh If you haven't, I hope that you will it's m l m scam and then the numeral two dot com because to understand the future we have to we have to understand the past and there's so many people that get involved in this profession especially in the last 15-20 years that really don't get it don't understand what created all the growth and what what it's going to take to return this profession to the top of the entrepreneurial revolution that's happening around the world so um you know, it's just a lot of good stuff happening right now. The the 27% of success app that I probably mentioned on this podcast uh, is getting ready to launch real soon. And we have a lot of really intelligent uh, academics that are fired up about the impact that this app will have on the network marketing business model around the world. You know, we've got Zig Ziglar's children that are involved and Dr. Dennis Waitley, Dr. Shad Helmstetter and many, many more highly intelligent people that understand human performance, uh, human psychology and growth, helping people grow. Uh, you know, the the company in California that has developed apps for uh, many Fortune 500 companies that they use in the development of Leadership, uh, corporately, with within these companies. So the science and the research behind everything is just valid. Uh, the gamification of the app—it's going to be phenomenal. You're going to hear a lot more about that. Those of you that are on our our mailing list—that's going to—that's getting closer and closer. Um. So I was uh, speaking in. Oklahoma City this weekend. I had an event there and uh, I was doing a, a part of a training that I've done for years called the Whirlpool. And it's really, the Whirlpool is is a training that really helps people start to think differently about why they are where they are in their life. You know, where, are, where am I? How did I get here? How do I move forward? And it's it's strong. It's a strong, strong training, and as I was going through it, I got to the whirlpool section, which is the most important part of the training. And I realized, you know, I've got three or four, or five, six-figure earners in this in this room, uh, different people, uh, different backgrounds, different companies, and the training kind of went in a whole different direction because I started talking more to them than I did, you know, the people, the the newbies and the people that had not been around very long. Uh, and it just went in a different direction that I hadn't anticipated. But when it was over, I, they came up to me, those all four people separately, different conversations and said, Dale, I'm in the whirlpool. And it was just really confirmation for me that man, I've hit on something here that I need to spend some more time with. And then when I get back home, and I'm listening to to Larry Thompson and John Fleming, uh, and it's like man, uh, you know, and the emails I'm getting of people that are just sick and tired of the fluff in the marketplace and people being told what they want to hear so they can sell them what they want to sell them had multiple emails that were totally unrelated but maybe they are related but anyway that's how we got to this so I'm gonna I don't have enough a lot of time today because I got another call that I have to be on soon so I'm going to go through this if I have to do it in two sections, I'm going to, because I don't want to rush it, because I want to make sure that those that have ears to hear, hear. And I really, really want you to hear, because some of you, you know, I, you're at a crossroads. You're no no question, you're at a crossroads. and And to think that the network marketing business model in and of itself is not at a crossroads is naive. It's naive. And... I was talking to a young man earlier today and I said look you know we the, the profession has got to develop the next wave of leadership based upon true wisdom of the ages, ages success principles philosophies ideas uh, we have to as a profession we have to develop the next wave the next wave is not here the next wave is nowhere in sight and I believe that I see that, and I've talked about this in other podcasts. So I'm not going to reiterate, but but you can go to any company and look look for the people that've been around four to nine years. You're not going to see very many, and there's a reason for that—multiple reasons. But I want to talk to you one on one. I'm talking to somebody right now. Maybe you're full, you're making a full-time income, and you're you know you're doing what you do the way you do it. You're having fun. You probably enjoy the people, enjoy the business. Uh, but the development of the next wave of leaders on your team is, has been a struggle, and it, it will continue to be a struggle And if you continue to do what you've always done the way you've always done it. And I just want to help you think about things a different way. Again, uh, I think that it starts for you to progress and move forward. I believe most six-figure earners in this profession should be making seven figures, in a relatively short period of time uh it, many of you know I, I talk about it, it took me 9 years to get to $92,000 a year but my 10th year jumped to 2 252 my 11th year 1.1 million my 13th year 3.3 million my 14th year 3.8 million and when I saw the industry moving into uh where they the, the profession as a whole Starting to get away from the core fundamentals that that built us, and everybody thought they were going to run to the internet and be rich and become the, you know, teach people how to become the hunted instead of the hunter and all the other stuff that we all experienced. A lot of us that were around then, I just said, you know, I'm done. I'm 39 years old. I'm done. I'm, I'm going to do other businesses and other activities, and there's other things I want to do. And uh, you know, I'd already put out the scam. Uh, so that was like, that was it. Here it is, guys. This is what we have to do. And, and now, you know, some, you know, 17, 18 years later, it's like a lot of people are coming to this reality that, you know, it's time to make a shift. Um, you know, hashtag take back the industry, George Madhu started that, you know, in conjunction with this 27% of success app that's getting ready to come out. So a lot of good stuff happening. So worry you and be truthful with yourself to thy own self, be true. And, you know, accepting exactly how you achieved your full-time income in network marketing, the success that you've had and understanding However you did it, could have been work ethic, could have been credibility, however you got there, understanding that 97% of the people on your team are not going to be able to duplicate that. And I've, I've done a whole webinar on this, but I'll, I'll just hit the highlights real quickly. You know, is, it, is the secret to network marketing success different than the secret to success in other business models? And I believe absolutely it is. You can't compare this to any other business on the planet. It's the most unique business model on the face of the earth. And it is different. And, and I believe it is. And why? why is it different? Because many business models do not require you to build real duplication, real teams. You simply have the opportunity, if you're the owner, to hire and fire people. Okay, network marketing you, It's not about hiring and firing. It's not about hiring and firing. It's about building real duplicating teams of people. So it's totally different business model from that perspective. So network marketing requires what I call the leadership development paradigm shift. Where at some point you realize it's not about me. It's about helping the right people, and that's a key term, right people. 70% of the population are going to die broke, no matter what you do, I do, or anybody else does. I'm not going to change it. Network market is not going to change it. You're not going to change it. Your product's not going to change it. Your comp plan's is not going to change it. it is the way it is. The biggest mistake leaders make is they spend too much time with the wrong people and not enough time with the right people. So... At the top of every network marketing company, you basically have six type of leaders. That's the way I like to categorize them. And again, network marketing—we use the term "leader" so loosely—it's—it's it's cringing. Uh, you know what we call leadership in network marketing—the—the the real world would call delusional. Real leaders develop other leaders. Leaders. In network marketing are those who are able to create a following I'll say that again in network marketing people are perceived to be leaders because they develop followings that's not leadership look it up in, the, in Webster it's not leadership Brian Tracy's told us real leaders develop other leaders not followers so at the top of every network marketing company the top ranks in companies you see basically six type of people the first I call Mr. and Mrs. lovable they're just awesome, salt-of-the-earth people, meek, usually uh, mild, very would not say a harsh word to anybody. They just love on people and hug on people and make people feel great. You know, Mary Kay was, in a lot of ways, that type of leader. She, in her book, said, imagine everybody that you meet has an imaginary sign around their neck that says, make me feel important and that's powerful that's powerful and there's some people that are just awesome at that okay it drives me crazy it really does it shouldn't but it does uh but there's just people that just want to hang out with those people because they make them feel great you know the, the guy comes to your seminar this is the seventh seminar he's been to. He hasn't even sponsored or sold product to his mama yet. And, and people walk in the room and high five, here's my new rock star. And it makes that person feel good. But see, to me, you, you can use this to manipulate the masses. And some people in our profession do. Not all most of them it's sincerely heartfelt that's who they are that's where they come from but let me say this before we go any further and this is so important that people that are top ranks in companies understand what got you here will not take you there i am going to say that again whatever got you here will not take you there so there's a lot of people that struggle that mr and mrs high credibility mr and mrs lovable's you know they struggle because you know, they had an extra dose of something. All six of these people have extra dose of something. And and you need to realize, what is your extra dose? What is your extra dose? Because it got you where you are. What is it? So what got you here will not take you there. So Mr. and Mrs. Lovable, you got the Mr. and Mrs. Elvises. They just like to perform. You know, they like to perform. Um, they like to perform. I don't know what else to say. They're just performers. And you got a lot of those in the profession as well. The Elvises, these are the people that when when you first join, they hear, oh, I can go on social media and I can, you know, I can, uh, I can have people uh, know me, like me, and trust me, and then I can build a team that way. No, here's what you can do. Here's what you may be able to do. You may be able to build a following. But 97% of the people are going to crash and burn. I did an article probably three or four years ago at MLMHelp.com, and I, at the time uh, we did the research, and there was over 42,000 network marketer, network marketing consultants, trainers, rock stars, social media experts, and whatever else they wanted. They were taught to call themselves 42,000. This has been at least two years ago on YouTube. Okay, 80 to 90% of those accounts that were created by newbies who were taught to position themselves as an expert through social media. Over 80, 90% of those accounts were dormant. The website that they linked to, in their blogging platform was gone expired and to me and to many others that's those type of statistics are horrifying horrifying and to not call out the people that are teaching newbies to act like something they're not uh, and again, it's been going on for a long time, guys, It's some level, last 15, 20 years, and, and, and there's a lot of us that are just sick of it, sick of it, sick of it. You can't teach algebra to someone who hasn't learned basic addition yet. So um, you've got Mr. and Mrs. Elvis, and you've got... Uh, the people that are just money focused, everything they talk about is the money, the money, the money, the money, the money. They talk about, you know, you know, Bentleys and, uh, you know, the, the, you know, jewelry and traveling to Dubai. And it's all about the money. It's all about the, it's the money grab. And, and who are they going to appeal to? They appeal to a lot of people that have greed who are motivated 100% from greed. You know, it, 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 they do. And, you know, money's not the root of all evil, but the love of money is the love of money. So you see some cultures, some companies, and it's, that's what it's all been built around. It's a built, it's been built around the flash of the cash. So there's Mr. and Mrs. Mr. and Ms. Elvis, Mr. Miss Lovable, Mr. and Miss Money Focused. Money will make you more of what you already are. We talked about that last week uh, on last session, last week's podcast. Then you have Mr. and Mrs. High Credibility. Usually these people are small business owners in their community, and they have high credibility. And when they get involved with a network marketing company, uh, they will attract a lot of people just because of their standing in the community. I cannot tell you over the years how many people that I've had one-on-one sessions with and that was their story. Good people, honest people. Uh, they, they they got the residual income bug. They got the lifestyle bug. They've been working in traditional business maybe 8, 10, 12, 15 hours a week. They see what's possible here and, and man, they take off and they have quick, massive growth And they get down the road 12, 18 months, they turn around and they cannot find their organization. happens many, many times. And then you have Mr. and Mrs. Personal Development. And everything that they do is about personal development, personal growth, personal development, personal growth. And that's awesome. And if you're going to be, you know, I think these people are phenomenal, phenomenal for the industry. But the reality is... This industry requires two things. It requires that you develop the right mindsets, and so personal growth, personal development, mindsets are extremely important. But a lot of times, the people that are all into personal growth, they get out on a limb, they get out on a limb, and they end up in a sweat tank or sweat tent somewhere in uh, Arizona. Uh, they get out on a limb. And they don't realize that it also requires skill sets. This profession, for you to maximize your upside potential for all your people, it's not just about developing the right mindsets. It also takes the right skill sets. So some people get way too far out on that limb. Uh, You know, that's what I didn't like about The Secret. (coughs) There's a lot that I do like about The Secret. but. A lot of people just think I'm going to sit back and think about it and it's going to happen. No, you have to think about it, but you have to take action. Knowledge without action, and the secret has a lot of wisdom and a lot of knowledge in that whole mindset training. It's powerful, powerful. But knowledge without action leads to self-delusion. So you have a lot of people that are just all about the secret, all about the visualization, all about attracting uh, the, the wealth into your life. And there's nothing wrong with that as long as you're able to also master the skill sets in the marketplace that will produce the results that you are thinking about. And then last is the Mr. and Mrs. Uh, social Media, Mr. And Mrs. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Social Media, we can call it. We all know there's a lot of people that build huge organizations, customers and affiliates on um, Facebook, When especially when Facebook first started. And some of you remember when Facebook started, it was like, you know, your your posts not only showed show all your friends, but all the, your friends, friends. And the last I saw was like seven, nine percent of the, the posts that you put on social media on Facebook actually even show up in the news feed. Of those that want to follow you so uh, again it's going to change guys the the, it's going to change lead generation is a constant evolution in this business and the whatever vehicle you're using to generate leads it is going to change at one-time Craigslist you could post HTML ads and people click and go directly to your website uh, there was a time there's a lot of people that I remember that built huge organization just with Google AdWords and then the Google slap came and they basically delisted the the people that built their business, Google did, the entrepreneurs uh, where you couldn't be found on Google and they wouldn't even accept your, your ads because they wanted to move towards a more corporate clientele in their advertising. They got totally away from entrepreneurs or home-based businesses. And I saw that, I saw people that had built huge organizations just almost disappear their whole lead generation uh, overnight, same with Craigslist, same with Facebook. And that's why we've always believed and we've always taught that you be- must become a master, a master at network marketing lead generation. You cannot depend upon one particular way to generate leads, you have to have multiple ways. So those that were involved in social media and attraction marketing, you know, they're, they're feeling it at this point in time in the history of lead generation. So at the top of every company, you've got one of those six types of people. You've got Mr. and Mrs. Lovable, the Elvises, the performers, Elvises, uh, the, the keep it on the bling, the money people. You have Mr. and Mrs. High Credibilities in their community. You've got, people that are really into personal growth, personal development, and you also have the social media bunch. Now, and, and I would put attraction marketing in with that. I think attraction marketing in, in, in and of itself and people that have been, been teaching people to brand themselves and to, you know, create a following uh, probably has had more detriment on this industry than anything that I've seen in my 35 plus years around this profession because the reality is 97% of the people do not have the ability to go out there and act like something they're not and fake it to their make it. It takes a real, it takes a person with a, with a slant, uh, a slant, but normal thinking people have a real problem trying to teach people how to do that which they've never done. And again, I could go on and on, but I've talked about this many, many different episodes. So that's what we have. And my question would be, where are you? How did you get where you are? Where are you? And where are you? And come into grips with the fact that what you did to get where you are, 97% of the people are not going to be able to do that. So how do you work with the 27 percenters? That's the key, guys. 3% of the population go out with their extra dose of something, make it happen, start creating followings, start creating an organization, but they have major problems down the road, and they run into all types of psychological uh, tug-of-wars because they understand, hey, I have something that most people don't, I entered with a Mr. and Mrs. High Credibility Standard in my community. Most of my people aren't. And and then it's like, what do I do from this point? And sadly, they usually end up contacting me, but it's usually when they were making, you know, three hundred and nineteen thousand and then dropped to one hundred eighty eight and this year they're gonna make sixty four thousand. And then they try it's they wait too late to make the adjustments and the changes. I mean, we can still do it. But it's easier if you don't make the mistakes to begin with. If you start and you build on a solid foundation. So, you know, I would ask you, do your intentions match your actions? Because I believe most people that are involved with social media you know they have good intentions i really do i believe i believe network marketing is full of great people that really want to help and support people and have great intentions but intentions alone does not justify you not figuring out uh what it's going to take to really develop those 27 percenters. It does not justify that. Just because you have great intentions does not mean that you're a leader. Intentions, do, do your actions match your intention, intentions? You know, and and, and I, I, I so respect people. I have people every week contact me, you know, they've done extremely well in this profession, but they're coming to the realizations and, and that we've been talking about on these podcasts since we started and say, Dale, I need some help, you know. Uh, I, I'm thinking about Osborne over in, in Norway, you know, made millions of dollars, one of the top uh, distributors in his organization throughout Europe. And, and he contacted me, he said, Dale, I've just been in Elvis. He, you know, after he saw my original trains, and said, I'm in Elvis. And he said, I understand. You know, for the first time in my life, it's okay to get help. Man, that's a strong statement. Some of you definitely needed to hear that. It's okay to get help. It's okay to get help. Tiger Woods has a coach. It's okay to get help. But who are you getting help from? What is their track record? You know, a lot of people are getting help from people because they want to be hanging out with the cool kids in class. And I'm going to keep talking about this because it's struck a nerve and I'm having, you know, people cuss me out over this. So I'm going to keep doing it because it's, it's hitting nerves. I heard a speaker one time, he said, you know, most network marketers are people that are trying to prove their classmates in high school were wrong about them. And I thought that was the most ludicrous, ridiculous statement I'd ever heard. I really did at the time, but I never forgot it. And then over the years, you start really paying attention to different people in this profession. And it's like, you know what? I think he was right. And and see, now those people, uh, you know, they've achieved, quote unquote, success. So now what I do? Well, they want to be able to hang out with the cool kids in class. The cool, They want to be in the cool group. <laughs> the cool kids group. Uh, they don't want to be a rebel. They want to be in the cool kids group. And again, I could get so deep into this, I won't. But I would ask you guys, are your intentions, I understand your intentions, but do, do your actions match your intentions? Uh, You know, Zig told us, you can have anything in life you want if you do what? Help enough other people get what they want. Uh, I can go into an organization, go into, a, into an event. There could be 20,000 people in the room. And I say, How many of you have heard Zig's statement? Everybody in the room can repeat that quote. And then I say, Make a list of your top five people. Now, what are the top three reasons they're doing the business? And they look at me like a deer in headlight. See. I uh, if you're going to build and you're going to help people get what they want, don't you think it's a good idea to first know what that is? That should always be number one, as many of you know and heard me talk about many times. But, you know, the Bible says, He who wishes to be great, let them be the servant of many. You know, uh, I was talking to someone that went to a, uh, an event down in Fort Myers or somewhere in Florida, and they said, You know, I walked in the room and I got to meet this guru and he said, you know, he 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 and his wife both were like, oh, I'm so glad you got to meet me. (laughs) That's what she said. I, you know, I'm so glad you got to meet me. And, you know, we see things not as they are. We see things as we are. But I've heard that before. So how do you measure how do you measure your success in this profession? Good question. How do you really measure your success in this profession? What is your feelings, your true beliefs around that? Because most people, they will tell you it's based upon how much money they've personally made or or how far they've advanced in the company's rank advancement program. That's how they measure their success. Some people measure their success in this profession by how well known they are, how many people know them. Everybody's looking for their fifteen minutes of fame, and and the reality is, you know, a lot of these people that are just looking for that have spent their entire career grabbing on the coattails of other people. We all know who they are. They've been around for a while. Maybe newbies don't, but we all know who just jumped on the coattails with somebody else, and and jumped in their back pocket and created a name without necessarily the results or the the results but they they made x number yeah they did but how because they grabbed they connected with the right people and got a different level of treatment than you or i will get they did it yes they they, they made huge commission checks but they were put in a slot, and they spent all their time trying to convince people they knew what they were talking about when they really didn't, and they collected a following. So when they joined this particular company, the following comes with them. I could go on and on and on. I'm not. Here's what I want you to ask yourself is, you know, what are your results? Look behind the curtain. What is your track record for developing six-figure income earners? Everybody wants to talk about, I made this, I did this, I did that. Yeah, six-figure earners are a dime a dozen in this profession, a dime a dozen, and they don't normally last over five years after they achieve that level. Usually within five years, they're out of the profession. Why? Because they have no earthly idea how to take that six figures and turn it into seven figures. They don't understand because what got them there, what got them to six figures will not take them to seven figures. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm formulating all this in my mind yesterday when I'm flying back and I get back and, and this was the first email that popped up. I wanted to share it with you because I thought it was, the timing was pretty interesting. He said, uh, Dale, when you talked about the converse when you talk about the conversations you have with good people who drank the traction marketing Kool-Aid and you're not sure if you should laugh or cry. I'm feeling that way more and more every day. I just listened to a podcast where the dude was bragging about his network marketing training company will do a million dollars in revenue this year. He is speaking with and thanking his mentor who taught him how to do that. Everyone in the know understands all his mentor has done is taught him how to extract as much money as possible from unsuspecting newbies and create a following of sheep who love him. That's sad. Uh, the same guy only talked about building your brand and positioning yourself as an expert on social media during his first six months of his podcast. Now he suddenly's got on a leadership development kick. I wonder where he heard that. The amount of your content he steals without ever giving you credit is absurd. Absurd. What's that? Whatever that word is, absurd. He tweaked the words of your can i scratch you off my list method and on and on every time i listen to this dude i say he stole that from dale my, my, my wife will say that is what dale says etc etc his guru mentor singly handily convinced people a couple of years ago that you must have a blog if you want to position yourself as a network marketing professional but is now backing away from that position These people flip-flop their message constantly based upon the affiliate product or seminar they are promoting. Eventually, don't people start looking behind the curtain as you talk about? How do you handle these people that are obviously stealing your original content, like scratch you off my list and presenting it as their own? Uh, I'm never going to listen to another podcast from freaking frack. That is what my wife and I call them. Yes, we drank the Kool-Aid, Dale, but since we have focused on the five more fu- fundamentals you teach, our organization is finally growing. We have always had the work ethic, but the foo-foo dust we have been getting from frickin' frack and many others has almost taken us down. Keep doing what you're doing. You're in our thoughts and prayers, and that's from Doug and Sheila. And I think, you know, um, I don't know who they're talking about. I don't really care because I don't even listen to this stuff. Unless somebody says, Dale, you've just got to hear this. That I, because I don't have time. But see, I get these kind of messages every single week, so it's exciting to me that people are hearing. Hey, we got to get down to where the rubber hits the road, and and ask ourselves, who is this person? Why am I listening to him? What's going on behind the curtain? And see, I know many of you listen to this podcast, whether you want to admit it or not, I know that's what's going on because there's too many I'm hearing from, you know. And I've had people say, Dale, if my upline knew I was talking to you, they would absolutely, you know, <laughs> they send me an email. So it's like, guys, it's not about me. It's not about me. It's about proven wisdom of the age's principles that have been neglected in this profession over the last 20 years, so we can tell people what they want to hear. Go on Facebook and you'll have people calling you every day. You go, Do this. Tell people what they want to hear so they can sell them what they want to sell them. So it really starts with understanding why you are you. Why are you why are you? you? and and really thinking about how you think about things how you process information the glasses that you're seeing things through ideas concepts people methods terminology Uh, and I really want I really wish you could take some time and I know many of you are doing other activities You're you're uh, multitasking right now I'm going to share with you some things that I know, I know are going to be very impactful for you. And I'm really going to help you think through and understand why you are you, why you are the type of leader that you are in network marketing. And it all has to do with the culture of, in which you were raised. I mean, I can look at people. Some of you remember the name Bill Gould. Bill Gould was an absolute genius, but he was also a psychopath. You know, there's there's a fine line between uh, genius and insanity. I talk about the yin and the yang a lot. And there's psychopaths among us today, in this profession that people are listening to they, that they really are and there's a lot of great people who listen to the wrong information and are no longer in the business that's my biggest concern period but there are also people that listen to the wrong information and they were in the top 3% or 1% that could actually pull it off and and now have awesome followings who are starting to realize I was raised in the wrong culture. I was raised in the wrong culture. As Larry and talks about, you know, that they joined the industry when the industry was at a level of dissipation. Are, are they joined when the industry was getting away and questioning the core fundamentals that created the growth to begin with. And when a, when a movement gets away from its core fundamentals, there's always unintended consequences. And it doesn't matter that all of you can go to Las Vegas to, to the big event and all the six-cent figure earners are there and all the cool kids are there and, and we all join hands, sing kumbaya and say we have a better way to their own self be true and there's there's a concentration of people in this profession that just want to continue to tell themselves tell each other what they want to hear while ignoring the realities that are going on in this business model and this business model no question should be top of at the very top of the entrepreneurial revolution that's happening around the country and around the world, and it's not. So it's very it would be very prudent for all of us to ask, why isn't it? And understand it starts with the person in the mirror. But, Dale, you don't understand. I work so hard. I, I do all this for my people. I do this. I do that. I do understand. I hear it every week. I understand. But I also understand it's you're not the issue. And I understand that your long term income is in direct proportion to the number of leaders that you develop, keep term, develop on your team. And I understand I've been talking about that since the day we started this podcast. And people look at me like a deer in a head, like, Dale, what are you talking about? Because here's the reality, guys most of you listening to my words, you'll hear. You'll agree, because it's hard to argue with facts. It's hard to argue with reality. Only fools argue with facts. There's not too many fools listening to this podcast. Only fools argue with facts. So you hear, you agree, and then know what happens? You continue to do what you've always done the way you've always done it. you know why? Because it's comfortable for you because you've never been intentional about your learning. You've never been real intentional about the development of teams. You've never spent a lot of time, energy, and effort really studying the psychological flow of people. And you've been able to pull it off up to this point as the industry has been able to pull it off up to this point because people are able to do that which they're comfortable doing. I, I talked three weeks ago, four weeks ago with a girl, traditional business owner, who is not producing results and working her rear end off. Going to meet up groups and and networking groups, and she loves it. She just loves it. She loves the interaction, she loves the the people. And she's having the time of her life, but she's not producing anything. She's just having fun, and and she, and she thinks since she has a product that she's talking about, and a business card, and she's doing the activities that she enjoys, she's building a business. And somehow, some way, it's all just going to flop, you know, change, and and it's all going to be great when it's in when it's over because we have a better way and okay so here, this this girl is extremely likable outgoing working hard doing what she loves to do but has had no success she can be helped she can be helped some books, there's some audios, there's some things. She can be helped. Here's my concern. The network marketing business model is full of the six primary people we talked about. Mr. and Mrs. High Credibility, Mr. and Mrs. Lovable, Mr. and Mrs. Personal Development, Mr. and Mrs. Social Media, the six we talked about. They're full of those people. Who have had success doing what they love, who've been able to create a following doing what they love, who's been able to create income and cash flow and maybe even go full time doing what they love. That's who this is for. It's for those that are doing what they love and have had success because that's the challenge. That's the biggest challenge in this profession because. What got you here will not take you there individually and even more importantly, as an industry, as a profession. And we have to recognize, you know, if you're a corporate officer and you're listening to this podcast, I know sometimes uh, our listeners will forward this to people in their company other uh, director of sales or training or whatever and i appreciate that and if that happens to be you it's understanding what you're really dealing with understanding what when we get down to the rubber hits the road what were are our leaders quote unquote really coming from and the majority of them the majority had an extra dose of something they were able to create a following but when it comes to developing the next wave of leadership—they don't know how to do anything other than that which they're comfortable doing. And when anything else is presented, uh, they have—we have organizations and companies all over this industry where the dogs wagging the tail, where people in—you in, know—that corporate officers are spending days and nights. Concerned about what if, what if, uh, what if John Doe decides to leave us and go joins another deal? Then what are we going to do, guys? That's no place to be. Those of you that are building teams, some of you have you know one or two really good lines. Well, what if they decide to leave? Then what am I going to do, guys? You can't build. You can't. You can't reach your upside potential when you have those kind of emotions going on. So I'm going to end this. I'm going to come back with part two because I have to jump on another call. Uh, and, and it's too important not to continue. And in part two, I'm really going to get down to where the rubber hits the road. And I really want this to be impactful for, for, for you. And again, I just ask to think about some of the things that we've talked about to the own self be true and see it's okay to get help. And it's okay to realize, you know, yes, I'm better than 99% of the people that have ever joined this profession. I've achieved more than 99% of the people ever will, ever will because 70% peaked the day they joined. That's the, that's the highlight of their career. And I'm better. I'm good. I, people love me. Yes, I get it. I understand. I promise. I'm with you. But I can promise you this promise. I've seen it too many times. What got you here will not take you there. And it's going to take all the fight energy that you possibly can muster just to maintain where you are. And that's not what this business is about. That's not what this business is about. There is a better way. And see, people don't know that which they don't know. And then we all come together and stroke each other's ego and uh, with all the other cool kids. Cl- we all, with all the other cool kids. And the, the reality, the people that I'm talking to, they're all living, they're all living in a state of quiet desperation. They don't want to say anything to anybody. And they call me and they're just almost timid about it. It's like, Guys, hey, do you think I, how many times do you think I've had this conversation? I've had this conversation more times than I would care to even count. And I hope I have it a lot more, and I'm going to have, and I have been having many, many more over the last six months, especially. And that's great because you can take it to the next level. And in you doing so, and if enough people and enough companies grasp this, and take this to the next level uh it's gonna it's we're gonna be able to create the second and third and fourth and fifth wave of leadership not just on your personal team but within this profession and that's my sincere hope that's that's my sincere hope so uh what we might do is come back and release two of these podcasts in the same day but i'm going to end it now because i know some of you you said no i've got an hour commute 30 minutes to work 30 minutes back so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna bow out now and uh we'll come back maybe you, you know the next day or soon, I don't know. We might wait the next week. I have to talk with my podcast producer guy. But for now we're gonna end this section. Uh network marketing, the leadership whirlpool, and I'll come back with you. And part two, uh, between now and then, if you've not seen the video we referenced with Larry Thompson, uh, again it's at facebook.com forward slash Del Calvert page. It's probably on Larry's page, Ron Henley's page. It's out there, and it's getting a lot of, it's getting a lot of, a lot of, a lot of comments, a lot of, a lot of murmuring, uh, good murmuring. Uh, A lot of good conversation, a lot of thought around it. Go check it out. And uh, I'll be back with you real soon with part two. Thanks, guys. Thank you for tuning in to the No Fluff MLM Leadership Training Podcast. To download the show notes for this episode, you can find them under the podcast section at www.mlmhelp.com. Thanks for listening. And remember, the teaching is in the words. But the learning is in the silence.